0: happy monday if there really is such a thing and you are listening to postgrad space with me valerie odiambo i know the term happy monday can mean different things for different people for most of you are getting back to a swing of things and that could mean going back to the job you hate or to the job you love, depending on your situation. And it got me thinking, do we really do our job because we love it or are we just there for the money? And this is a conversation that I would love to expound on later in the coming weeks. But I got a view from a guest today who shared his thoughts of why people are in the jobs they are in yet they don't love it, could be toxic. It could be due to making your ends
1: meet. Len Lumumba is a is a PR and communications uh, practitioner. He's mm-hmm. uh, a former journalist and, and just a love of life. I'm, I'm I always say I'm proud to be me. Oh, my, my child was a, was fun. We I think we were a bit everywhere. Mm. So I was born in Akuru County. Mm-hmm. Uh I remember then my mom used to work at Gilgi. Then uh mm-hmm. I think when I was three, four years old we moved to Kisumu. Now be with my dad. And yeah. I think um, most of my childhood I can just bear it in Kisumu County. That's why I usually say Kisumu is home. Yeah. Mm. So then from Kisumu County I went to a boarding school at class five, uh in Sierra County, a school called Nera Boys Boarding. Then from there I went to Sierra County still at to Sawagongo High School, uh, then from Sawagongo High School, uh, I went out to Kakamega County Masinde University, where I pursued mm. a bachelor's degree in Journalism and Mass Communication. And yes, from a tender age, I, I knew I wanted to be a journalist. In fact, I remember um, it was in Form One or Form One or Form Two there when people are choosing. Uh, we had the guidance and counseling department, so. Guys were just choosing what they wanted to be. And I said, "No, what? I want to be a journalist. So I was asked what's your motivation? Because people never thought uh, journalism was so lucrative as such. Mm-hmm. Especially the teachers. So they wanted you to choose the laws, the accounting, engineering, and just so that's look cool. But I said, "No, what? I want to do journalism. Then uh, I looked mm-hmm. up to one uh Louis. O'Geno. I believe he's one of the finest journalists uh, Kenya's ever produced. Mm-hmm. Still today, I said I grew up an extrovert, he is naughty. <laughs> Sometimes, such is life sometimes, yes. yes, yes. Uh,
0: so, when you got yourself out of campus, where did yes. you go next? Did you land into a, a job or you tamak a bit?
1: So, uh, out of, um, in Thaddea, when uh, we were mm. going for our industrial attachment, so mm. I started, I started uh, my attachment at Standard Media Group. So, after my, after my attachment ended, I still continued mm. sharing articles with them and just working with them. Uh, noticed that I was not being paid anything. Yeah. So I was just a correspondent per se, but not being paid anything. But I still think that that one has paid off to date because it was a worthwhile experience. That's something it really sharpened me as a writer mm. and uh, gave me the nose for news as journalists call it. Yes. So, but but then after that, you know, there are the normal struggles with life because, in as much as not being paid, you need to pay a few bills left, right, and center. So during mm. that time, I remember after all, I worked as a shopkeeper at my father's shop, then um, I came to Nairobi. I still continued contributing to the standard, but I, I think now I was now growing up and I needed something uh, a bit more solid so that my life can also take off. So mm. one morning I was sitting at my house, so I googled the PR farms in Kenya and yeah. I, I remember making 10 copies of my CV and I started walking around town dropping them. Dropping them, dropping yeah. them, dropping, dropping them. So I remember mm-hmm. the last place I dropped my CV was TAC. It was called the advertising company. Now the advertising mm-hmm. company, they had a division of the their PR division was called Redline PR, and that's the mm-hmm. last place I dropped my CV. It was around three because I was tired from working. You know how Nairobi town can be big sometimes. So I remember dropping it there and and I went home. So I got home pretty early. so around mm-hmm. five when I was uh, relaxing around five there. I get a call. From uh, one Mister Paulo Wara, he was the CEO of TAC, so he asked me, "Yeah, you dropped your credentials here. So what are you looking for?" And I told him, "I'm looking for a placement." So he asked me, "So what do you do?" I told him, "I'm a, I'm a freelance journalist." Mm. Then he told me to meet uh, to meet him the next day, and the next day he gave me an offer, yeah. and I started off as a uh, as an intern before I went to become an account executive at Redline Public Relations. Uh,
0: was that transition something that you are? Uh happy about like moving from journalism to PR which I believe is a bit different same but a bit different
1: yes yes I I I think when I was I was practicing as a journalist I I I remember something I needed I needed a change in um in what I do so that I can get a new set of skills and challenges Mm. so you see the easiest place I would go maybe to become a content creator in terms of writing or moved to PR and PR became the easiest because uh, the shift is always easy because CPR and journalism um, as much as they're different but they're very very related uh, I look mm-hmm. up my, my biggest skill was writing and that's how I sold myself as a writer today I usually say my greatest strength is writing so when mm-hmm. I told the CEO then Paul the Wora that I could write uh, he said that that's something they, they needed and so that's something Redline liked during that time mm-hmm. the, the, the shift was worthwhile because PR involves a lot of writing. Um, so me being a sharp writer then helped me in this side of the field as now yeah. being told now to develop a lot of content and collateral.
0: So how long did you take to be an intern to an account executive?
1: Uh, I started in January. Uh, in March, I was confirmed to be an account, an account executive. Three months.
0: So when did you make a move to your next position?
1: No, it's, it's, it's usually said. I remember my my boss then the Kisumu Bureau Chief at Standard he used to be yeah. called uh, uh Mr. Franco is now and you said it at KTN Franco. Tieno. Uh mm-hmm. when I was leaving he told me one thing that uh you are leaving but just remember to always work with all of your bosses, sir. Huh? just work with them so mm-hmm. well because they're the mm-hmm. people who, who will be asked to to give your recommendation or something. That's why if you see my C V to date uh, Franco Tieno mm-hmm. is always there. I think he's mentored mm-hmm. me and grew me. So in that effect, I remember going to standard, I used to work with a lady called, going to Radar, I used to work with a lady called, uh, Carol Warroi. He was the yeah. PR director. So in mid, in mid of 2017, uh, Warroy was, yeah. uh, Warroi was given a position of being a managing partner to Gilby Public Relations. Mm. So when he went there, I just told him, I said, you know what, when you get an opportunity there, please remember to just call me or something. So in that same year, 2017 in December yeah she called me and told me that uh, there's there a position here that uh, uh I've recommended you so these guys will call you and the rest is up to you you sell yourself
0: I'm imagining this is a big and a huge company
1: yes. that yes, transition
0: yes. was something happy that you didn't expect and you had it
1: I didn't expect though but i mm. I, 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 I i you see uh PR, the PR industry can in as much as it has grown but we don't have very many established PR firms in the country so yeah. even the PR practitioners uh, kind of we know each other, and we know how different workplaces are, so we had everything from Ogilvy, you know they had all the biggest clients, and you know that there was a I would say a quote unquote a factory, so i knew I knew the shoes I was getting into, and I knew I had yeah. to work off so hard so when I went there, I was given all the biggest clients to handle. I was given Safari Wow,
0: but I'm imagining that you handling such big clients was exciting was informative and growth for you,
1: yes. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's a mix of both, everything, everything. Because, you see, in every endeavor that you you have in life, in everything that you do, uh, you, you should always strive to learn something from it. In as much yes. as there could be a million and one challenges, what is that one thing that you'd say you've learned from such a such a place? So, working at Ogilvy and specifically working uh, under the Safaricom account was the biggest eye-opener. So, I saw the first-paced PR environment because... Brief will come in in as early as six, and by eight, you should be done and moving to the next thing. So it really opened opened my eyes up to a lot of facets of communication and PR. So I Mm -hmm. grew as a writer because there were a lot of writing materials and collaterals to develop at Gildi. And, you know, Mm -hmm. (coughs) Safaricom being one of the most, in fact, being the most profitable company in this side of the world, uh, yeah. there was very little room to mess up so you really mm-hmm. had to be your a-game and uh, just give your best in everything so the experience at Ogilvy I would say built me so 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 much especially as a writer yes
0: mm. you started in journalism through PR and yes. both of them are fast based which includes yes. pressure how yes, do yes. you handle pressure <laughs>
1: You see, pressure comes in different forms. You see, there are those that build you and there are those that just just crumple you down. So Mm -hmm. it depends on the way you take it. So, and I believe every career has its own pressures and has its own challenges and everything. In newsroom, there's the pressure to deliver and pressure of timelines and everything. In PR, Mm -hmm. it's not just about delivery, but you're delivering something quality. Because at the end of the day, you see, for newsrooms, you you're writing for the masses. Huh? can I be yeah. correct if you only writing for a client who can cancel that contract at any time. Mm. Yeah, so you really... In as much as the both fields could be similar, you know, in such that you need to bring in your your best form, but I think mm. PR was a bit more uh, critical in the sense yeah. that, you know, this is somebody's business. He or she took time just to get this client. Really little room to mess up. So the pressure was there, and the pressure mm-hmm. was there for you to perform.
0: Did you ever... F- Get to a point that you succumbed to pressure of the workplace,
1: yes. Very many mm. times in my head, I quit very, very many times. In my head, ah, the number of resignations I wrote in my head, um, <laughs> yes, 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 yeah. yes. yes Pressure is good when it builds mm. you up. Huh?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, if it's pressure that is being fueled by malice or by anything other than uh, good intent. They not Mm. worthwhile. So I remember there were times uh, you'd have issues with your bosses, left, right and centre. But uh, I'm glad everything worked out and I'm where Mm. I am today. Yes, yes, yes.
0: Can you can you give me a description of pressure that is good, that uh, an individual knows that they can get through this and be able to get to where they want? or to a pressure that is killing you and you need to leave?
1: I remember I joined as a senior account executive weeks into joining Ogilvy. Uh, my director then is now my boss now. The, the dad passed on. So when the dad passed on, I remember the managing partner calling me and telling me, so um, your boss is going on, on leave. Uh, the dad has passed on, so you need to step up. So I was a direct contact between the agency and the client. So I'd never mm-hmm. done such a thing, especially for such a big client and such a critical client. Yeah. So it was pressure, but it was pressure that I knew I had to deliver. So it really built me in terms of mm-hmm. even my interpersonal skills and how to relate with people and how to develop content and strategy and all that thing. It was pressure that built me so so mm-hmm. much. Yes. Pressure that does not build you is when one one that is filled with malice and ill yeah. and. Yes, 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 yes. You see, mm-hmm. uh, it's said no, it's normal. You know, you spend most of your time at work than even you spend at home. So yeah. if you don't enjoy your work, then I don't think the moment you feel that you're not enjoying your work, uh, then I don't mm-hmm. think that's the right place to be at. In as much as uh, uh, unemployment is a real threat, not only in Kenya but the rest of the world, I think most people succumb to depression and all these suicidal thoughts yeah. and general negativity because. Your work is not mm. working. And he said, you know, you can't stay somewhere for too long if it's not working for you because it will kill you. You realize, yes, yeah, so if your work is not working for you, if at the end of the day, you, if at the end of the day you hate Monday mornings to go back to mm. work, you no, know, then I think um, it's a wake-up call for you to rethink of your career.
0: There are so many young people who are looking for, for jobs and end up in... Toxic places, but because they need the money to, to go on with their livelihoods and to make ends meet, they have to stick there longer than they expect. Very, what, very many. What can you advise young people to do?
1: Yeah, I think for young people, just know what you want and mm-hmm. uh, know that, in as much as that place could be toxic for you. That place, uh, you'll find that it's heaven for another person. Mm-hmm. So if it's heaven for this person and it's not heaven for you, then you need to find your heaven.
0: Okay. But how we do know you that, do that?
1: <laughs> you know, fine. I know unemployment mm-hmm. is real. Yeah. And most majority of us are in employment because of the money. Not because that I'm passionate about job X or job Y. Let's mm-hmm. just call it mm-hmm. as it is. Most of them are here. Yeah, they're being driven by money. That's why you yeah. find that very many people have abusive bosses. Bosses who insult you to the face, but you cannot leave. Mm-hmm. If you had a, if you had an option of leaving, I believe you would have left. You would have yeah. left. If you had a backup plan, you would have left. But most people do not leave because they don't have a backup plan. Number two,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you have bills to pay. And number three, generally, you know what? At times, uh, maybe you're working for the people. For people, yeah. uh, you are told to go to engineering or go to law school. Because your father wanted to be proud in the village that my son or daughter is a lawyer or is a doctor mm. or something. So you are doing this person not because of the passion, but you're doing it to please someone else. And that's what kills you at the end of the day. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you need you, you, you need exactly to know uh, where your heaven is and pursue it. Yeah. And it starts with the small things like career decisions. Because believe you me, if you choose a career because of somebody and you are mm-hmm. not into it, you should either learn to love it. Or just move away from it because it will kill you. I'm not saying that you quit. That, that one can also be very, very, how do I call Mental. it? Mental. Yes, 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 yes. Because if you have people up, sometimes it's a matter of sacrifice. You can mm-hmm. have the craziest of the bosses in the whole world. But at the end of the yeah. day, you need to know how to work with him or her or how to manage him or her as you look for another place. Yeah. Yes. But I said, you all go back to the beginning, you know. Your career mm-hmm. goals, what do you want to achieve? Your purpose, what do you want to achieve? What do you want to be? Because even yeah. as choose your career, what are you good at? Maybe I chose journalism because I knew I was good at writing. Either way, mm-hmm. it works for you because, uh, God forbid, even failure exams. You know, you cannot mm-hmm. fail in your passion. You know, you, you're passionate about writing. Yeah, somebody mm-hmm. can just employ you just because of that. Somebody will say, okay, I'm not looking at the papers, but I'm looking at this guys. I have the evidence this guy can write, or this guy can cook, or this guy can do X, Y, Z. Yes. Mm-hmm. So don't stick uh, too long where you feel mm-hmm. is toxic. Don't stick too long where you feel is toxic. Yeah,
0: I think that's the perfect answer for a toxic work. please. Don't stay too long. Just have a don't plan B
1: for the next yes. step. Yes, you surely said, Run while you still can. yeah yes, for the young man or the young man out there, run before you get that family. because when you get that family, you'll now have to say this doctor twelve and provide for the family. Run while you still can mm. and um, choose your career goals wisely. And yeah. uh, you know the world can also be a monster if you know majority of people are not in the workplaces that they wanted to be. so just now to manage your boss as you look for the next place to be up.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. What I'd love you to do is to pick out what stood out for you in today's conversation and tag me at postgradspace on Instagram or pgradspace on Twitter. I am so grateful for you being a dedicated listener and I hope that you can share this message with your friends and your loved ones. Don't forget to subscribe as well and to rate and to review this podcast. Till next time. Ciao.